Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. Your no-so crew goes on a little deep dive in the ratings war between WCW and WWF. We're coming off the heels of Bash at the Beach 2000. Yeah, I are. was bashed at the beach. We're going to fully load now for WWF. As well, we're, I'm fully loaded. We're a couple weeks away I'm from that. I'm fully loaded. I'm fully loaded. We're all fully loaded here. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the Human Rights Database. Corey Mack. Biscuits and mustard. And the uh, chosen one, Mike Booble. Biscuits and gravy! Made me a man. You guys hungry or something? (laughs) Nah, we just like Festus. Oh, big Festus guy. Got it. So, about Festus. Who are you to doubt Festus? Let's go to Monday night, July 10th of the year 2000 for for. And where are we in... uh, WCW land. We're in Jackson. Jacksonville, Florida. Daily's place, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. For Monday. For another edition of Dynamite. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> That's Wednesday. Monday night, Dynamite. Oh, rhymes. That should have been. I'm baller like that. Hey, got... needs to move to Mondays immediately. I got bars. Monday night, Dynamite. Can you imagine if they end another show from WWE? <laughs> 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 then they move fucking Fridays. Like, fuck it. We're taking us back that out, too. Eat a dick. <laughs> what? Come watch the cock Thursdays at ten for Raw two point oh. <laughs> All right, guys, we're moving to BleacherReport.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays at ten. They're, no, they go bar stool, some crap. But like uh, that. strategically, we planned it all along. Yep. That, was, that was the end game. End game, right? For so we're for WCW Nitro in Jacksonville, Florida. Commentary team is one Tony Schiavone, Scott Hudson, and Mark Madden. Tony Schiavone's still trying to figure out just what exactly the fuck is going on. Don't worry, we do it with photo steals first. Ah, Your favorite. Well. As it's photo steals of one Booker T winning the WCW heavyweight title last night. Then we get video clips of... But he uh, wasn't in the main event. But he was. You have to go to the, to, uh, the pay-per-view war stories to find out why. I Okay, so I had a friend who did not Fire. watch the oh, pay-per-views. Sorry. I know, I don't have any friends. It's <clears throat> sad. They didn't watch the pay-per-views. And twice, uh, this happened in a span of like nine months. He he, uh, we hang out the next day. He's like, "Dude, who won the title match between Hogan and Jarrett?" I'm like, "Booker T." <laughs> he's like, "What?" It's it's like, that's <laughs> like um, listening to the Conrad one about um, Ho- uh, Hogan beating Yoko, and it's like, "Who won between Yoko and uh, Brett?" Hogan. Hogan. What? I was able to do it to him in November of the previous year too. Like, man, who won that triple threat? Austin Rock or Triple H? Big Show. What? Love it. <laughs> Love it. Only in wrestling talk. <laughs> You're right. Uh, we get a uh, voice narrated uh, video of my of Mike Tanay, uh narrating the history of Booker T in WCW. Does he show the chains and shackles? I have a question about that. <laughs> yeah. So it was something that Russo said the night before. Yeah, he was wrong. It's not 14 years, right? No. I was like, that doesn't seem fucking right. They started training in late ninety one. That's what I thought. Through ninety two, he said nine. It's nine years, right? On the yeah, it's closer to nine. Yeah, nine is yeah. like his rookie year. I was like, he wasn't uh, like eighty four. What the fuck are you talking like, about? I'm like, yeah, that's like nineteen. What is it? It's Ricky nine years. Yeah, it's <laughs> nine years for him. But but in last night on Russo, he said fourteen. Years ago, he was in prison. What the fuck are you talking about? Little known fact: the original Rock and Roll Express were Ricky Morton and Booker T. Checks out. Yeah. Who gets the hot tag? Ricky has to, yeah. He gets, uh, you know, Booker gets the hot tag. He, much like Robert, he just Every sits there night. with his dong in the corner yep. waiting to get the hot tag. Uh, commentary brings up that Vince Russo made an impromptu match last night between Jeff Jarrett and Booker T. Did he ever? They, they just... Uh, I know I was... Because I was listening for it. They 
did not say his name once. Nope, they, oh no. my they god. They were pretty sure I think they were instructed not to. Yeah. The new WCW starts tonight. Hudson says that Booker T uh won it in his first shot for the title. Didn't he have a title match on SmackDown or on Thunder? No, it was a non title. We don't talk I, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um Stuff the as stuff they I say, mean. as they say, as commentary brings up, stuff went down last night that they legally can't talk about. So you have to order it to they see are it. Not wrong. I'm curious if anybody did because, like, at this point, if you want to know, you probably heard what happened. So there's no real. Well, I mean, if you want to see that promo, though, I wonder how the resells did on this pay per view. I would have to think. I think it doubled the total they, they I, made. I would have to think that this one probably doubled the usual amount they get. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, if that if that won't get you in, then nothing will. Like, you know what I mean? Sure, just having literal porn in the middle of the ring. I don't know what else we're looking to do well, at this Steiner point. Well, was wrestling. Wadeja was out there. Well, I mean, I'm in for that. Yes. Can Wadeja uh, and Tori have a match? I am in. All yeah, of a sudden. Yeah. I'll have the wedding what? gown match now, thank you. Uh, but <laughs> we're going to start the show off with a promo by your new WCW Heavyweight Champion, Booker T. Looking fly, if I may say so. Looking sizzexy. Uh, he starts the promo off by saying that there's one regret about the match last night. That, that is that his mother wasn't there to see it. She died, I'm assuming? Yes. Yeah. She died when he was still a young kid. Mm-hmm. Why he went down the... The rabbit path. hole. The path that he went down. The, I mean, streets in Harlem are rough. They don't tell you the full story, but there's like seven siblings. It's not just him and Stevie. Jesus. But there's like seven. Was he the way in? And Stevie was like the oldest, I think. What's the and, difference in age between those two? Um, if I remember correctly, it's like at least eight, nine years. Jesus. Like, Stevie is clearly the older brother. Cracker Jack Staff is on it. And I think Booker is the second to youngest. Damn. I think. So he had a lot of siblings, but Stevie legit is the one that stepped up and kind of took care of him. Because right now, Stevie Ray, like in current time, he's 63. He's the same age as Jacob Roberts. And I love pointing that out. Booker T is... 54. 56. Oh, he's older. So seven. So seven years. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. That, was, that was close. There's, yeah, there's a sizable difference between them. Damn. And Stevie was very much the older brother who took care of him. Everything he said in that promo... You know, I get, I let you lend my uh, car for the day. You you wore my clothes to look cool. Like, you know, it's, it's all legit shit. He got choked up in that promo, too. Yep. Yeah. Damn, dude. It was, uh, a, it was a good promo. Uh, Booker thanks the fans. Without them, there would be no Booker T. Uh, Booker T says, if anybody wants some, come get some. Then he brings up Goldberg and Mox Goldberg's promo from a week or two ago about how it's all it's all about him where's the fans they didn't believe in me blah you know it's just i like that goldberg you're a mark i love oh. i loved him going after goldberg because i was like oh they are serious with this guy becoming a player mm-hmm. not player. a mid-card champion but a but the main the main deal uh booker has his wife ringside and brings her into the ring as she gets mm-hmm. to the ring book t's music starts again but here comes stevie ray i know a different life uh, uh, Stevie she's Ray busy, says she's busy checking out them fashion designers. In the yeah. back. Uh, Stevie Ray says that uh, he no no one knows Booker T like he does. He goes what well, we just talked about the you know the path that they've been down. Uh, he was there. Uh, Stevie says that he's proud of him. And they hug it out, um, and then Scott Steyer's music hits, and then Medasia comes out. Um, she calls out Booker's wife. Like, I don't know. It's like, okay. I'm just saying, sexy voice. Just saying. To match the rest of her, Medeja 
checking all the boxes. Yep. Mm. Uh, she turns her attention to Booker T, but then Scott Steiner comes in and hits him with a bat and attacks Booker you and had to Stevie know when Ray. She comes down by herself. Steiner's attacking from yep. behind. For sure. Um, so uh, looks like we might see our first contender for Booker T. Is I'm here for that. Scott Steiner. To Steiner's other freak. I don't know. Broke her in half. Broke her in half. You know what? You know what Literally lost, couldn't handle it. Lost the nephew. I was going to say, you know what's funny? The week she lost the nephew, she was never seen again. Yeah, she lost the nephew. <laughs> uh, we come back from commercial. We see homeboys naked. naked. We get moments ago of Steiner attacking uh, Stevie and Booker. We go backstage with Booker T telling Stevie Ray to leave the arena with his wife because Booker's going to take care of his business. Um, and also my free drive is there, so I'm busy. I really liked the storyline of reuniting the brothers when this happened. I also really enjoyed the fact that they said, when we grew up in Houston, they just yeah. dropped that yeah. Harlem Heat yeah. shit. Yeah, growing up in Houston. But I liked it. I think it's going to help. You don't want to keep the Stevie Ray as a sometime nemesis. Like foe, yeah. Just have him be the big brother who's proud. You've got enough people to worry about. I like that. You've done the feud so many yeah. times already in that one year. And, that it, make, and it makes sense. Yeah. If, you're, if anybody's going to watch the champs back, it'd be his big brother. Yes. Unless you're um, Scott and Rick Steiner, then fuck that shit. Well. So, so we have uh, <laughs> we have Stevie leaving the arena with uh, Booker's wife. We go Whoa. to... Whoa. Uh, Whoa. For protection. We, uh-huh. go, we go to... Uh, you see Stevie Ray's size? I didn't trust him yep. <laughs> in terms of protecting the we, wife. We go Ain't to... nobody uh, going to fuck with her. Protective. We go to uh, Pamela with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, oh, he's, he's Jarrett says there's no time. He had no time to prepare for Booker last night, and that's why he's not. Types. And that's why he's not champion anymore. It's true. Like, hey, you know, that's that's bullshit. So it's fucked up. Is what it is. Booker <sighs> says that he wants a match tonight with. Uh, I mean, Me Jarrett, Jarrett, Jarrett wants a match with Booker tonight, but Pamela's like, the cat has already made a match for Booker tonight. What? What, what the hell is the cat? As he's about asking that, Scott Steiner comes out of nowhere and attacks Jeff Jarrett. Oh, my favorite version of Scott Steiner is truly unhinged Scott Steiner. Just attacking whatever moves. Loose cannon. And, he, and he destroys yeah. the cannon. set. Yeah, because so. that's what he does. Yeah, that set sucks. It's fine. Well, don't worry. Speaking of sucking, we got a photo stills of Bash the Beach, Shane Douglas, and Buff Bagwell. Fuck. Uh, even the pictures suck. We get a then we get a promo by Shane Douglas and uh, with Tori Wilson as Buff, Shane says Buff got franchised. Um, Jesus, so did you fuck him? Right? By <laughs> winning the match, did you get to enter him after the match? Pretty sure Buff? Booker got franchised. Uh, Buff yep. didn't get shit. Tori says got to talk and said Buff was in the wrong place. Tori brings up Kidman, says he has a small dick and couldn't I satisfy her. I believe the bit that got through on TV the, the, for the, standards and practices. The pinky. Sucking on the pinky. They're like, oh, I remember what it was. Yep. You couldn't handle it. Jesus. <laughs> also, why why you play my boy Kidman like this? What in the fuck did Kidman do? Holy but, shit, dude. But in true baller status, Kidman's response, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. If you want my sloppy stuff. Play it's going to play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could find another one. Don't worry about it. I don't know. He's rats. He's, 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 he's lot lizards. He's literally beating him off with a stick, so don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like Jim Cornette once talking about <laughs> the rats in the 80s, and Brian Lass like, no offense, Jim, but you're not exactly, you know, Mr. Mr. Hot and, you know, the girls aren't going to. They just, call him Nova. Yeah, right. As in. Casanova. So, how was the game with you? He's like, "Oh, I did very well, thank you very much." 
But see, it was pretty easy. Like, I was always walking around the Midnight Express and Stan Lane. So, you know, they can't please everybody. So at the end of the night, a couple of them would look your way. <laughs> like, all I had to do was stand near Stan Lane. I, I got mine. Don't worry about it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, before this, our first match, we find out that Nitro next week is not on Monday. It's on Tuesday. It's on Tuesday. Oh God. Because of Nuremberg Part 2. It's Cornet MJF's father. <laughs> yes, I hope so. In a perfect world. <laughs> so let's go to our first match tonight. It's Shane Douglas with Tori Wilson. That doesn't sound right still. Versus Sorry. Crowbar with Daphne. We're starting off hot. <laughs> uh, Crowbar tries to hit Douglas with a chair on the outside, but Tori gets uh, in the way. Uh, we find out that Booker T is defending his title tonight against Mike Awesome. Uh, Crowbar with the Northern Lights for two. Crowbar puts Douglas uh, across the guardrail. Tori grabs Crowbar off Douglas. Uh, Crowbar then with a slingshot guillotine. Uh, Douglas hits the franchiser. It's the reverse stunner for the win. Uh, Bagwell comes out and hits an atomic do- uh, drop on Douglas. You come out to hit an atomic drop? Okay. Yeah. Right, that's it. I uh, cannot tell you how much I hate that move. I called this the um, the ECW offer match for tonight, as these two had battles in the ECW arena in early '96. Shout uh, out to Devin Storm. Yeah, but that, I mean, we say it every week. Crowbar looked good. Mm-hmm. Shane Douglas looked like he was. I'll give him this. It looks like he's trying. He sometimes. Wants, yeah. Well, this one he looked motivated with Crowbar. Yeah, he looks like he wants to be the Shane Douglas of old. Who, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he was never a great all-time worker, but he was a perfectly fine worker. You know what I mean? He knew what to do. He was excellent. He had ring smarts. He's just lost every physical attribute he had because, well, honestly, because of ECW, that shit killed him. So, I mean, like, he just don't have and it also no Dick Flair. Yeah. Uh, sure, it's Flair's fault. Um, and that's, I always, but he annoys me, so fuck him. But I always... Try to give a little bit of consideration to the guys who clearly still want to do it, but their body just said, fuck you, pal. Yeah. This was okay. No, nothing better than okay. He, he looked like he tried. Crowbar is criminally underused. Mm-hmm. Um, should be, at, if nothing else, in the cruiserweight division, although he's questionable for the weight on that. But you know what? Other people who are... Disco was a former cruiserweight champion. He's no fucking cruiserweight. Mm, yeah. So Crowbar could easily fit in. We go backstage with Pamela with Kidman as Keys goes up. Oh, yeah, Tori's a skank. If you um, want my sloppy seconds, Fran- go ahead. Franchise will find out Jeez. that she's a gold digger. <laughs> she can ha- he can have my sloppy seconds. So uh, fucking hell. Kidman says that all he's worried about is his career. And then Jarrett shows up and uh, shoves Kidman and tells Pamela that he wants his title shot tonight. Kidman and uh, Jarrett begin to brawl. So two brawls already. He for- senses another match for tonight. Hmm. Which I can't tell if it's a demotion for Jarrett or hopefully a start for something for Kidman. Yeah, it's uh, some in the, it's in the middle. In the middle? Like, hmm. All right. Um, we go backstage with a limo showing up, and it's uh, Mr. Smooth as he has a gold record. As Tank comes out with a half tux on and gym shorts on, as three counts out, <laughs> dressed to the nine, as they are uh, celebrating their new gold record. This is one instance where Mark Madden got it wrong. Uh, Hudson uh, decided we might want to call Tank Colonel Tank because he'd taken on the manager role. And Madden was quick. No, it's Tank Sinatra. Mm. Which, by the way, 
That's a thing now. That's his name. There it is. Going to cool. be Tank Sinatra. I'll say a Tank uh, just wearing what is now considered a good suit with shorts. <laughs> right. Just, I'm a little confused. That's what modern day uh, weird. Yeah, modern day webcam now is that a suit up top. And well, no, like if you watch NBA players come into the arena, they're just wearing shorts. Like their suits are shorts. Yeah. Uh, NBA players, they got some weird fashion sets. So I'll, just, I'll no, say that. that out there. Um, we can go to uh, we go backstage with the cat as he's on the phone, and Jarrett barges in and hangs the phone up and says he wants his title shot tonight. <laughs> the look on the cat's face when he presses the button and it goes days like, excuse me, what, <laughs> what did you just do? Tell me you didn't just do that. Wait, it was so good. Uh, cat says that. Uh, what, he saw what happened between him and Kidman, so tonight uh, there'll be a match between him and uh, Kidman. Then, do you ever get the the feeling that the cat loves the wrestling business, doesn't love actually wrestling, just likes being around and doing this weird shit? I mean, it's... Well, first of all, let's not forget, I mean, he's nearing the age of 40 already. Like, He's only been wrestling since 97, but that <laughs> motherfucker was doing karate and all that shit for goddamn you know decades before... <laughs> So his body's banged up, and yeah, it seems like he likes it. Cody Rhodes here? No. No. Uh, they're going to celebrate that the fact that Three Count got a gold record, and they want to hang it in the rafters. Hudson is dubious. Hmm. Uh, they want to hang it because they, uh, Tank wants them to hang it so everybody can cherish it all night. Hudson uh, says that there's a better chance it went to aluminum. <laughs> platinum, but hey, whatever. Damn. <laughs> uh, Courageous starts to climb the ladder as there are other two helms and uh, Shivani ran and pushed him off. Yeah, <laughs> but not before Tank's like, hang it, hang it. <laughs> hey, uh, as they're about to, they're performing their new song. Courageous is going to hang the gold medal uh, record. However, then the young dragons come out to attack him. They shove Courageous to the outside. They throw they throw sh- more and in, uh, helms into the ladder and then and then they're going to take down the record but then Tank knocks down Yang and Wang Jimmy's and Jamie's song then he knocks out Kaz and then the great Muta comes into the ring and spray spits mist into the face of Tank and then Muta leaves with the young dragon as Kaz takes the record. So I had forgotten. About the great Muda in WWE 2000, and I had no idea it started out with the Young Dragons, because that's not where it is. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Follow me here. We spent all pay per view war stories, mm-hmm. which you listen to at noentertainment.com, talking about how we went with a new direction. We got rid of all the old people. Mm-hmm. The very next night, we bring in. Somebody who was an opponent of Ric Flair in like 1988, 89 fucking Halloween Havoc. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are we doing? Well, I can tell you. Jesus Christ. That, uh, especially back then when things weren't quite as easy as now, they had set up the Muta, um, the Muta thing months in advance. It was supposed to be a make good for what they did with Liger and the Cruiserweight title. Oh, Jesus. Around Christmas 99, if you remember. Uh, so it's supposed to be a make good for that, and it just happened that this is when he was coming. Uh, which shocks me, to be honest, because what's August in, in New Japan is G1 season. Yeah. 
So Muda's not in the G1. He's in WCW. Mm. So he's definitely not winning that year. De- definitely not. Yeah. Um, Who won that year? I want to say that's one of the years Chono won. Masahiro Chono. Mm. Shout out to Nebio. I'll, find, I'll try now. I'll find, find out for sure. But I think it's Chono. Hell yeah. Uh, we go back. Fucking Muda. God damn it. Fucking Muda. Um, I, I did not know this was a thing. I, did not I was know. like, is that, is that Muda? What the fuck? I did not know that was a thing at all. How old is he here? 40s, 50s? Late 40s, yeah. early 40s. Jesus. Uh, great Muta. We can do the math now, guys. We're yes, smart. So take away 22. Yeah. Uh, the Great Muta is 59 right now. So he was 37? Yeah. Jesus. He was born in 62. Sounds right. Because uh, he's part of what's known as the greatest young boy class of all time. Yep. It was Jushin Lager, Great Muta, uh, yep. Masahiro Chono. Yep. And um, uh, Hashimoto. So four Hall of Famers. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Pretty good training class. I mean, it's uh, no Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. I was off. 2000 was Kinsuke Sasaki, former U.S. champion. So Well, you're fired. You're hello. fired, pal. Where you go? I, I, uh, Thanks for coming you. in. I let everyone down. Thanks for coming. The new database is now uh, Jeff Mack. Awesome. We're bringing him back. Sweet. Please. We go back. <laughs> oh, you hear that? You hear that? Please. <laughs> We go backstage with uh, Sweet Pamela as he's with, or as she's with Positively Canyon. Bro, bro, can you, uh, Booker didn't beat me last night, bro. I would have beat uh, Booker an hour earlier in the night, but, you know, since I beat him, bro, I should be the number one contender. Where's my shot, bro? He's got a point. Uh, he's not wrong. Did he not pin the champion earlier in the night? I he's beat him, bro. So uh, Canyon's going to go find the cat and make uh, make him fill the bang. <laughs> Man, cat needs a... There's a revolving door for that for that office. He needs a he needs a bodyguard. <laughs> Smooth though. We're well, don't worry. Yeah. A guy could please bodyguard, but won't. It's Goldberg as he just arrived to the arena. He, not only did he win the match, he stole the gimmick. Damn. What a prick. what a what a Kevin Nash like maneuver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he learned from the best. <laughs> Let's go to our next match tonight. It's Jeff Jarrett pulling <laughs> pulling up the second match of the card versus Kidman. Well, I mean, yeah, but we're an hour in, to be fair. Yeah, we are, yeah. Uh, Jarrett throws Kidman in the guardrail and then into the steel steps. Kidman with a hurricane rana for two. Kidman with a top turnbuckle crossbody, but Jarrett is able to roll through for a two. Kidman with a pop-up powerbomb for a two. Tori Wilson comes out and goes. Uh, Kidman goes out and tells her to get the hell out of here. Uh, Tori attempts to slap Kidman, but he blocks it. Douglas comes out of nowhere, and, Kid- and uh, Kidman knocks him back. Tori then low blows uh, Kidman, and Douglas hits the D, uh, DDT on the outside. Douglas throws Kidman into the ring, and Jarrett makes the cover, but Kidman is able to kick out. Jarrett tries to powerbomb Kidman, but Kidman doesn't uh, get powerbomb. It was kind of sloppy. Yeah. Jarrett almost got through. He almost he was yeah. like, powerbomb you. Uh, Kidman. No, you're not. <laughs> Turned to a shoot. <laughs> uh, Kidman goes for a jumping bulldog, but Jarrett stops him and hits the stroke for the win. It was a decent match. It was, two. man. I wish the, the interference hadn't happened because Jimmy, Jimmy, Jarrett, and Kidman yeah. all yeah. the time. Yeah, that was a good match. What WCW, is, what WCW is doing right now is they're giving us the matches we want. Positively, Canyon versus Booker at the pay-per-view. Douglas but, and Bagwell, absolutely. Douglas and Bagwell. But then there's a run-in. There was something that doesn't need to be. And, and the storyline now is no outside interference. And However, the there was constant outside interference. And I'll, I will state now that I think... Um, Jeff Jarrett was absolutely the right move to be the heel champion during the beginning of the Millionaires Club thing. Yeah. 
But I argue he's about to go into his more important role in the year 2000, which is be that mid-card dude that gets those guys through great matches and sets them up mm-hmm. for what's coming up. Yep. Uh, we cut backstage to Scott Steiner attacking Canyon. Uh, then we see Mike Awesome talking to Nitro Girl Beef. beef. Nitro Girl Beef. Cat shows up and gives him the U.S. <laughs> title, and Cat's like, "Hey, I stripped Steiner of it last night. I'm giving it to you." And Awesome's like, "No thanks." And he's like, "Why not? I've stripped him the title. It's yours. I'm handing it to you right now." He's like, "No, I'm, I want to earn it." And then he goes back to talking to Beef about hooking up. I hope they had her dance during commercial breaks. I really do. Yeah. Did you know who that was? No, uh, Jim, Jimbo. I was called Jim, but yeah, it was Jam? one of the Joe. wrestlers from earlier. I can't remember who it was. It was Bertha Faye. Bertha from, Faye. Uh, yeah. But whatever her name was here, uh, Ronda Singh. Ronda Singh. Singh. That's who yeah. it was. But fucking Nitro Girl Beef. Beef. We're gonna beef ourselves in some photo stills right oh now on some Bash the Beach. Like, no, <laughs> fuck that segue. That was the worst segue fuck ever. That. I try. I try. Uh, Steiner versus Awesome photo stills, and then our next match for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Booker T versus Mike Awesome. Didn't we just have it? Like, this is a new feel because Booker's champ. But it's like the things of like these matches we're getting. I'm like, didn't we just have this match like so- a couple weeks ago on a, on the Thunder? Yeah, but what happened is they got themselves into, and, and every wrestling company falls into this trope. They find a guy that can have good competitive matches with the main eventers on TV. Do it, and you just. You always do it. And they found Mike Awesome can have really good matches with every person you want to push on TV. So that seems to be what they're doing with him. Booker needs a first challenger that's not going to win, but is viable. Let's throw Awesome out there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a terrible spot to be in, to be honest with you, but... Unless you want to win the world title. Yeah, I mean, at some he, point, which he obviously there. wants. So it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not so the spot he wants to be in. <laughs> yeah. It's where a spot Kevin should be in, to be honest. Uh, back and forth match. Booker with the sidekick. Awesome uses a broken chair and hits Booker in the back with it. He wow. grabs another chair and uses that. Awesome with a big splash, but Booker kicks out. Awesome sets up a table on the outside and is going to try and powerbomb Booker to the outside. Uh, Booker falls off the back of Awesome and pulls Awesome over the rope and Awesome onto the apron. Booker hits a flying forearm, making Mike Awesome fall from the apron through the table that he set up. Uh, Booker hits an axe kick and a um, Harlem sidekick. Booker hits the missile drop kick from the top rope, but only hits the two. There's a sign in the crowd that says, I'll, I call the cat's mom. I call the cat's mom. She sucks. Jesus. Um, Booker T hits the bookend for the win. I didn't see that sign. Uh, Steiner, yeah, Steiner comes out and attacks Booker T, puts him in the Steiner recliner. However, Mike Awesome attacks Scott uh, Steiner as Steiner runs off. So now, before we move on, Scott Hudson was on one in this on this night. Oh, he, yeah, he was filling it. He said something during this match, and I don't understand who he's taking a shot at. Okay, he said that WCW with Booker T as champion now finally has there's a champion in the sport who has earned it, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure who he's taking a shot at because hold on, so the current champion on the other side of the Rock earned it. Yeah, you you could, yeah he's he, a second generation star. He got pushed quickly, but he put in the he did the work. You can't right? say he didn't. He didn't. Uh, Steve Austin and Triple H earned it in this fucking company, so mm-hmm. they for sure fucking earned it. Taker earned it. Diesel earned it. Is he taking a Hogan sh- earned it? Is he Jarrett earned it? Who the fuck is he taking a is shot he, at? Is he taking a shot at Hogan? But not Hogan earned it. 
But not, for, not WCW Hogan. He was probably doing WCW either. Hogan or Turner too, though. Like, I'm like I'm talking like last night too. Probably either talking about Hogan or Jarrett, maybe Jarrett, because the storyline wise, Millionaires Club gave it to him and he made sure he kept it. He's been given the title twice. Or he could be talking about Just Incredible in ECW. I'm just like, really like who in the fuck is he talking about? Uh, yeah, is on I can't it, imagine yeah. he would say that about The Rock. Uh, we it's weird, and it is. Uh, we see the cat going to the ring. Nothing going heel. He comes to a promo. Uh, cat tells Scott Steiner that he can do. Uh, he can't do whatever he wants. Cat uh, calls out Scott Steiner. Steiner's so like, "Okay, I'm here." So bold, bold move, Cotton. <laughs> uh, Steiner says he wants a title shot. He's going to shove the mic up to the cat's ass. <laughs> That's how you talk to your boss, right? Yep. Cat uh, calls Steiner son of a bitch, and he's going to take care of him himself. Cat starts to punch Steiner until Steiner gets offense. And then Booker T comes out and they brawl with Steiner. And then Canyon comes out to attack Booker. Jarrett comes out and brawls. So everybody's. Oh, sorry. Woo! Yeah, woo, yeah there, woo. thank you. We haven't done that in a while. We haven't had that in a while. Captain, you know what? Guess what? We're going to do a three way dance tonight. Canyon, Jarrett, Steiner. Whoever wins gets Booker T at New Blood Rising. And then Goldberg comes out, like, make it a fatal four way. And he's like, I got an idea. Fatal four way. <laughs> and then Goldberg's like, thank you. Like, thank you. Oh, okay, yeah. nerd. Thanks, boss. You dork. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a big fucking match for Nitro. Jesus Christ. Yep. It's huge. It's huge. Speaking of huge, photo stills. <laughs> Bash the beach. Vito, Smiley, and Ralphus. So just say no to crack. Yep. As backstage, we see a training of, earlier today. Ralphus getting training, running up the stairs, trying to do lifts. Can't do any of it. So uh, next match is Norman Smiley versus Big Vito for the hardcore title. A rematch from last night's Bachelor Beach. Once again, they fight to the back. Uh, Vito gets thrown and still steps. Smiley uses a fire signature. Uh, Ralphus is shown hiding under a table in the ring while they're fighting up the ramp. That was funny. Um, Vito grabs a crutch, wood crutch, and breaks it on the behind of Ralphus. Vito puts a safety cone in between Ralphus's, uh Legs in the corner and use the kendo stick. Dubbed by Tony Schiavone as the traffic cone enema. Yeah. I have that. Yep. Traffic cone <laughs> enema. I do not want that. Nope. No, thank you. 10 out of 10 do not recommend. <laughs> uh, Vito puts Ralphus on a table and hits a splash on Ralphus, and the ref starts to count, but Vito stops it. And this allows v- uh, Smiley to come in and hit Vito with the, uh, hit him with like a kendo stick, and then Vito falls back on Ralphus and he does the big wiggle. As it's the three count for Vito to win his title back. I, I didn't like it, and I, I, I don't like it because of the I fact. Got nothing for you, buddy. I don't like it because of the fact what they did is the fact of he hit the finisher and then he decides to get up because he doesn't have to get up and they have to go with the spot. Yeah, I don't understand. It, it was not good. We go back. We go back. Ralph was supposed to go with Jericho. What are we doing? Like, Ralph the, the star, this? bro. Russo thinks he's hilarious. Jesus Christ. The funniest part is, if you listen to Tony or anybody, around this time, Ralph has got a big head. He thought he was a huge star. <sighs> oh, he was a big star. We go backstage with the cat as Japanese music hits again as the young dragon tries to attack him, but he fights them all off. What, is, what are you doing? And then we go to Tigress, shown wanting someone to iron the artist's shirt and then runs That's into Paisley, the... Paisley, not Tigress. Oh, Paisley, my bad. It's all the same. Uh, as they uh, run in, she runs into a person, the uh, stagehand back there, who does all that. And his name is Kiwi. Because somebody had watched Saturday Night Live the weekend before. Mango. Yep. 
He's been a R&B security. Yep. thought he was Lodi. No. Or we, Lenny, that was one of them. We watched him on that WWA show as the Funkster, the Hulk Hogan wannabe. Hmm. <laughs> well. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just one of the trainees. That, and he is he, Kiwi. It, it'll change soon. Yep. Now, uh, because of a copyright. She is infatuated. Yeah. Kiwi. She wants the Kiwi. Uh, then we go to the ringside. We see a guy holding a big sign. It's Lenny Lane saying, use me. As Madden brings up, the guys in the back can't figure out how to use them. So he's oh, by, just... by the way, Matt, Madden's shooting again because it's the truth. Yeah, that's what he does. He's, and Lenny Lane is a pretty talented wrestler. He did show a little charisma, both in the Lenny and Lodi thing, but before that, even as Jericho's like look like Flunky, yep. that they could find something to do with he him. He was a Jericho-holic. He was a little cruiserweight champion. Like it was all gimmick at the time, but he could work. So the point is, another guy that, come on, you could that cruiserweight division could be a lot better than it looks. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you just let these guys work. Um, we're going to next our next match. It's Lance Storm versus the Artist with Paisley. Artist still around, well, yeah, but he's looking for someone to wear his the, damn shirt. <laughs> So Storm gets on the mic and says he doesn't dance, he doesn't sing, all he does is wrestle. So he wants everybody to stand up for the Canadian national anthem. The better anthem, by the way, of ours. Ours oh, fucking sucks. Canada. I get when it, hyped when I hear Oh Canada, it's dude. It's a great song. So they play that. I'll the crowd for thee. The crowd is already turning on Storm, chanting USA. What just happened? A week ago he was tag team with Kidman, now all of a sudden he... Wants the Canadian Ford national anthem. Remember, uh, Russo has complete control now, and he's putting everybody where he wants them. Okay. So, uh, uh, this is a better fit for Storm. It is. My favorite part of this whole match is what I wrote. Is, uh, some, one of them says, Blame Canada. And Scott Hudson, still on one, says, and that, and, and Murray, too. I was like, He just quoted South Park, the movie. That is fucking <laughs> phenomenal. Hudson's great. Holy shit, dude. And Anne Murray, too. Um, <laughs> com- uh, Paisley joins commentary, and all they want her to do is talk about Kiwi. Um, well, at least unlike Tiger, she can fucking open her mouth. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, the artist with an over the top suplex. <laughs> artist goes for the super uh, jumping DDT, but Storm Stassen hits the Northern Lights. Storm with the sidekick and a sit out powerbomb. Storm hits a springboard missile dropkick, and then he. Uh, Storm reverses an Irish whip into the half Boston crab for the that win. was a sweet. It was a little clunky, but man, it was sweet. I've seen him do it so sweet. Uh, it's usually down to the. the I, other I, I, th- I think he just I, on social media on Twitter. Storm like retweeted. I think this one, or it was an is upcoming. But he's like, the ref got in the way mm-hmm. of the shot and it was supposed to look more. And I don't know if it was this one or. Was, down the line, but like he does the reverse into the half, and and it's like he's like blames the ref for because it didn't look good. I just said we need to give all these guys more opportunity. I feel like we've given the artist enough opportunity. Yes, yeah. he's had his shot, so he can, yeah, he can kick rocks. He can kick rocks. Uh, my favorite Landstorm move, and I feel like it was his finisher at one point. I don't know. Was is the Northern Light Suplex? I yeah. fucking love that move, dude. Yeah, he's pinned a few with that. God, I love that move. Landstorm is weird. Case of uh, some people still really look uh, at his work fondly, but there are some people in the business and on the fringe of it, Brian Lass, who just blister him completely and call him a shit worker. 
because uh, he worked a little lighter than uh, instead of his uh, stiff. That's the point. You can work stiff if the other guy's into it and you work too. The whole point is that it looks like it's stiff, but it doesn't actually hurt. Yeah. Numb nuts. Uh, but no, I, Lance Storm is a fantastic wrestler. An underrated guy for personality because personality doesn't mean the rock. Yeah. It just means you get a reaction from people. Playing the stoic guy from Canada. It was different no than everybody else. That's a gimmick. It's a gimmick it's and fantastic. it got over. So he had he, he could work a stick. I think he's genuinely overlooked. Austin, Austin didn't do him any favors yeah. in a couple of years. Well, I had McMahon. I really so, yeah. fucked him over there. We find you boring, but to make up for it, you've got a big dick. And we're going to have Austin just chant boring at you yeah. on this. That's cool. Yep. That'll, that'll help you get out of win titles. <sighs> that will. Not not exactly. Well, well don't yeah. worry, guys. We're talking about that. We go backstage and the hearse shows up, has this vampire driving it, and there's a coffin inside. Boom. <laughs> uh, Where to, Stephanie? Our, and guys, we're moving forward as our next match is for the WCW. Tag Team Championship, okay. as its MIA members, General Hugh E. Erection and Lieutenant Loco versus Chronic. Oh, this tag division. Uh, Filthy Animals, Ray Hoovy, join commentary. Remember when this company had a better tag division than WWF? TNA would dominate that this division. That is over. <laughs> Testin Albert would be miles ahead of everybody else in this yep. division if they came over here. We've, we've talked about that. Like, if we bring Godfather and D'Lo would dominate this fucking division. They're the sixth best team in WWF. Right? Like, Jesus um, Christ. Hoobie's talking on commentary. Oh, Tess can't be there. They already have Van Hammer. That's, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> They're like, oh. <laughs> so that's, that's what I wanted to say. Uh, on the fucking favorite war stories, when Van Hammer came out during that whole Loco match, on the Shivani podcast, he was like, Van Hammer was still fucking here. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Hoobie's talking, and Tony's like, what? Yeah, that checks out. Um, Adams with a full Nelson slam on Rection. Uh, Ray and Hoobie try to interfere, but Jindrak and O'Hare come through the crowd. I and do the same thing every night, dog. Yeah, right. slam your Rection. <laughs> five, five finger death grip. Um they come through the crowd. Uh, O'Hare and Jindrak come through the crowd and attack Ray and Hoobie. <laughs> you could see them, by the way, run right past hard cam. Like, yep. <laughs> they fucking f- idiots. They fight Jesus. through the crowd. Uh, Cajun with a missile dropkick on Adams. Uh, my my erection misses the top rope. Elbow drop. <laughs> Mine doesn't. Well, yeah, I got better aim than you, son. <laughs> Clark with a Unagi on Cajun. That's right. Come down, Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, JR. Madden says Clark is hurt. That's why, uh, and uh, maybe that's why uh, Adams is the work rate for this team. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, Rection uh, with no laughing matter, but Adams stops the pin. Chronic hits high time on Cajun, but Rection stops the pin. Adams does the power bomb lift, and Clark does the clothesline, but Clark misses the uh, clothesline and just falls. It's a botch. Well, the. Whoever was on the shoulders was going forward. They didn't. Uh, uh, whoever the Loco, base was Loco. didn't have him set, and he fell. Yeah, Loco went it forward as bad. Clark went forward because it looked great the night before. Yeah, it could have been real bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. Stasiak and Palumbo come through the crowd, and this is the also the hard camera. Like you can see them running backwards. I was like you fucking more with their lax flexors and attacks Chronic, but MIA come out and chase them off. I mean, they blew that spot too. Yes. All right. <sighs> we got promo with Vampiro as he's proud of himself. Um, the coffin opens and the demon comes out. Asia comes out and tries to talk him out of the ring. Vampiro wants the demon to beat up Asia as the demon grabs her by her throat. 
So it looks like the demon and Vampiro are now working together. So she's, so she's in the choking, huh? Right. He's under his spell. Yeah, we don't kink shame her. So, so demon, if we're following the timeline, the yep. demon is Midian. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Sting's music hits and the masked man Ooh, comes out. Who got out the better with... of that? <laughs> take her, <laughs> Vampiro. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Take her? Oh, uh, Wait a minute. It might be a draw. So at some point, who's going to chase after demon like Vince chased after Midian? <laughs> I don't know, but I can't wait Who to play. Who plays Asia's dad? Has to be the cat. Has to be the cat. The cat. I'm the greatest. Who's touching my Asia? <laughs> so I love, by the way, that so we watched that one maybe a year ago or so, and all of a sudden that has become a gif. Yeah. I'm like, that <laughs> son of a bitch. That, that son of a bitch, where is he? It was like when the nuggets are ready and like, where are they? Where are they? <laughs> Uh, Sting's music hits and the masked man comes out with a bat and beats them both up. That's wild Sting. <laughs> That's wild Chris Sting. Armero? Uh, <laughs> hits them Marco. both with Stinger Slashes, hits the Scorpion. Marco. Hits them both with Scorpion Death Drop on Vampiro. Sting has goggles over his eyes. So, as we found out, who is really portraying the actor of Sting tonight? Chris Harris. Braden Walker. <laughs> the real wildcat. <laughs> Had me believe it. So far, we've seen the majority of the young guys that they really built TNA around as bodyguards and security guys this year. Wasn't it, Styles like in some backstage like yeah. a year ago? He like throwing no, a door NW, or something. It was NWO Black and White, January two thousand. Yeah. Steiner throws him into a wall as a security guy. We've seen AJ. Is that his only WWE appearance? No, he comes no, no, in. He, he, comes in. Yeah. he actually gets a contract at the end. Yeah, he was one of the guys under contract. They let go at the end. They offered him a developmental in fucking. What was that Cincinnati or OVW? No, the other one, Heartland Wrestling. Uh, Ooh, boy. He was like, nah, dog. It was Ohio, somewhere in Ohio. And he he said no. Because nah. um, he made it. Well, it was because he the, the money wasn't great, and he promised his wife that she could finish nursing school before he moves him anywhere. Can you imagine if, at the same time, that class that came in that's so high, if they also had AJ Styles? <laughs> yeah, fucking ridiculous. And Brock, Batista, <laughs> Cena, and AJ Styles for their entire fucking shut career. You should Holy be, shit, you dude. You should be good for the rest of the time, man. Oh, my God. So, like, we've seen Styles, Abyss, Chris Harris, James Who's Storm. He was just one of the security guys without the mask on. Just a oh. bigger, chunkier one. Uh, we've seen uh, a couple of other not as bigger names. David Young, he was there. David Young. So we've seen, a, <laughs> not Tommy Young, we've seen a lot of the TNA oh, originals. Like, as it's like, yeah. security guys getting the fucking shit well, kicked I mean, out. and Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> right? Mostly Jeff Jarrett, guys. Mostly. <laughs> and also, you know, because uh, NWA Wildside was WWE's developmental territory in early 2000. And that's where all those guys were, including one other guy named K-Quick, K-Crush, who instead went to WWF, but he could have been just as easily a WWF guy. People over there, what's up? So think about this. If you take the guy, they got rid of the old, old, old guys. Say what's up. So they got rid of the old guys, Hogan and all that. And then they pick up a couple of names who could still go from ECW in early 2001 Mm -hmm. when they go out of business. Mm -hmm. And then you have the guys that are the TNA originals in your pipeline. That's pretty fucking good. By 2003... Because unlike TNA, WWE still has name recognition. Right? Yeah. So by 2003, I mean, you're looking pretty good again. It's pretty good. So... It's a pretty good young crop What could have happened? What, what could have happened? A big one up. But who would have been in charge? <laughs> Any great. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of him, let's go to our main event. It's a fatal four-way. Winner becomes number one contender. Jeff Jarrett versus Positively Canyon versus Scott Steiner versus Goldberg. All four men, all four men, heels. That's pretty big main event, though. Yeah, I mean that sounds big. So it's a big main event, but also 
it makes sense being on TV. It's mm-hmm. all hills. It's a big event, but it's not a paper. It's not going to sell event. tickets. You're right. It's, it's but it's a, a big T. It's a fucking great TV main event. And I like the idea. It's all hills because it's the new babyface the champion. Baby champion. Yeah. yeah. And I like the f- and I love the fact that Canyon's figured in because you you're continuing the whole. This is new blood getting a chance. Yep. Uh, so yes. Uh, well, Steiner fights with a fan for a second before, before the match uh, even starts. Well, you know. Well, I don't know what the fucking fan said, but dude, he was ready to fucking go. He was jumping in. Steiner is goddamn on one. You yeah. have to have you either so hold on. So you're either hammer drunk, which I'm sure he was, or you have the biggest set of balls to just like say whatever they say to he, Steiner. He must have said something about Medasia. Because he got out of that ring and he went over a couple times like, bitch. My favorite story <laughs> about Scott Steiner in this time frame is from Medasia herself. I mean, we watched the paper you were at where he leaped into the crowd. You yeah. thought the fucking riot was gonna happen. He would have killed him. <laughs> But because everybody figures uh, the Scott Big Papa Pump character is not far from real Scott Steiner. A little nuts. He's a little nuts, <laughs> and he loves the women. Yeah. And uh, so they always assume. But she said he was the sweetest guy to her. Yeah. Never did anything untoward to her. Treated her like a little sister. And if anybody said anything against her in, in that lascivious way, Steiner would kill them. <laughs> like he would jump on whoever the fuck it was. So watch your ass, man. Don't say nothing about Medasia. Just, just mouthing off the Scott I know what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uncle Scott, this kid at school's beating me up. What? <laughs> Let's go. Throw him <laughs> into the sun. Yeah. Uh, Steiner uh, hits Canyon with a military press, and then he hits Canyon with a chair on the outside. Also, Canyon's not small, by yeah. the way. No. Like, that's a fucking impressive. Steiner with a belly-to-belly on Canyon. Steiner goes for the Steiner recliner, but Goldberg gives him a Steiner a big boot. Uh, Canyon tries to pin Steiner off that, but Goldberg stops the pin. Canyon with a sit-down Alabama slam. Jarrett tags himself in. Goldberg tries to punch Jarrett, but almost falls into the ring. Commentary saves it by saying he's trying to tag himself in. That was hilarious. I was like, God damn it, Goldberg. Jesus. <laughs> they did a good job recovering, I thought, though. Yep. Uh, Steiner with a tilt world slam on Jarrett. Canyon tags himself in, uh, tagging Steiner. Steiner hits Canyon with a T-bone suplex. <laughs> You're in. <laughs> uh, Canyon hits the Tangerate. Canyon cutter on Jarrett, but turns around into her spear. The spear damn near broke him in half. Well, Goldberg <laughs> with a jackhammer on Canyon, but Stan, uh, Steiner breaks up the pin. Steiner and Goldberg get nose to nose. Hold on, and that's oh. where this picks up. <sighs> crowd. That's, when the crowd sees that, oh. how could Vince Russo, who's the booker now, oh. not look at that crowd and those two standing against each other? And not go, I need to build to Starcade with this. And what I right here. Talked about the night before about how Steiner is popular, but he's not at that level. This, he is now at that level. Yep. That crowd fucking wanted that moment. Oh my god. I popped. I was like, oh yes. <laughs> it is so obviously a money match, and I cannot believe what they do with it. But they get nose to nose and they start throwing punches. Um, Steiner and Goldberg go over the top rope. Uh, Jarrett get, goes back in and pins Canyon off the jackhammer. Uh, and for the win, like the fact that hey, oh, Canyon stands me. up and walks away, so I guess it's not that bad of a move. Like the yeah. fact that Canyon, you know, uh, that they're still selling the spear because of the fact Goldberg's jackhammer, the fact that even though Goldberg didn't get the pin, um, Jarrett did well, off that move. He is still their guy. Ooh, that is looking nice. sweet. 
Whoa, Whoa what the hell? Don't worry Whoa. about that. Uh, Shakiri breaks up Steiner and Goldberg as we end Nitro. What do you guys? What did you guys think of Nitro? I enjoyed it. It wasn't a great show, mm-hmm. but it was a good show. Yeah. And I, I liked some of the stuff they built on. I found it interesting that no Kevin Nash. No Nash. Obviously, they didn't mention Hogan. I get it. Um, there doesn't seem to be a clear direction for a lot of the guys yet. There's, it looks like they're kind of on the fly figuring out feuds. Yeah, yeah. I think not they, really. They don't really have a because I think whatever happened last night happened. It kind of threw a lot of like it moved a lot of parts around. So I think they're trying to figure that out. I will say that the only one that I'm thinking Russo, dude, you're doing him dirty is Mike Awesome. I think it's interesting to do the face turn, but making him like this chubby chaser. It's a bold move. It's an interesting decision. So basically, to make. he's Valvinus. With in fat a, people. Yeah, I guess in a way. Yeah. He's just, he's good. But yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, I, I mean I've said out here, like, I'm not the, the biggest Mike Awesome fan in the world, but he clearly has something. And yeah, there's, there's value there. So this is an it's interesting a miss way to go. if you don't do it right. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine that's going to get him over. Hey, I dig fat chicks. <laughs> so, like, I mean, you like, are it. So, because every other person on this show is not a fat chick. So, yeah. Hope you like Nitro Girl Beef. That's some pickings, as it were. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I'm more into beef than Pam, but, you know, it's just, just me, I guess. Uh, so let's go to Monday Night Raw. We're in San Jose, California. Ooh, Shark Tank. I wonder if uh, Big Dog Dave Meltzer's in the... Probably. He would go to sometimes, but not... Uncle other... Dave is probably there. Getting the... Getting the Showed up a, a nine-star match. Getting the scoops from himself. Uh, commentary team, JR and Jerry the King Lawler. We start the show with a promo with Chris Benoit and Shane McMahon. Uh, Shane just says that him and Benoit are just friends. Uh, ben, he said, Shane says, well, nobody that, thought you were lovers, right? Like, lover well, and did. friends. Oh, um, yeah. uh, Shane, Benoit, he, Shane says, Benoit is a cold blooded, ruthless, and he's an equal opportunity offender. Yes. Every week, man. I'm like, oh yes, my yes. god, yep. these promos are fucking weird. So Shane, wow. so Shane shows the video of Benoit attacking China on Raw. Yep, this and is then, just like, oh my god. Then attacking the Rock with the chair and putting the Rock in the cross face for the longest. How's Devin not watching this? Uh, Shane says that the Rock is ducking uh, Benoit. Uh, Shane brings up SmackDown. Rock leaving the ring and goes after Shane. It's an excuse to run away from Benoit. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Um, Shane is such a dick. I love it so much. I love Shane's like stuff, but here the one thing I hated though is I've got a term for it now. By the way, it's again it's the never ending opening promo by Tank McMahon. Sinatra. No, never ending promo by by a McMahon. Yep, explaining everything in minute detail that you've already witnessed the the the, the, the weeks. Yep, mm-hmm. McMahon explaining. Yep, there it is. Another McMahon explaining interview to start off a show. Yep. And it works for Stephanie, too, which is why it's perfect. Yes. Yep. Uh, ben Raw brings up that he doesn't have friends and he what doesn't Triple, care. Hold on. What if Go Triple ahead. H does it? It's still McMahon explaining when Triple H does it. H He's been in the family that much. Right. Uh, ben Raw brings oh. up that he doesn't have friends and he doesn't care. Beef. And he's, he says he's the greatest technical wrestler in WWF. Ben Raw Did he say wa- the world? Or did he say... The, oh, no, he said, he said ever in the WWF ever, is what yeah. he said. How can I feel about that? Oh, that's a bold claim, sir. It's him or t- Tito. 
Jesus. I'm thinking, I'm like, Dad, there's a few that might have something Is to he... say about that. In the top 10? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So Brett, top five. Dynamite Kid... Uh, who else is in that list? I'm trying to think of wrestler Bob Backlund. Uh, Backlund for technical wrestling would definitely be on that list. And I'm trying to think because in in practice he could do it, but in WF he didn't, and that's Owen. Yeah, he was every bit as technically sound as the rest of them, and he try, and he came in the same class as Benoit. So uh, that's a bold, it's a bold claim, Brett. Yeah. Obviously, but. But I mean, it's it's not a bad claim because the WF was the one territory never known for technical work. And I think we said last week that as at this time, he's the best one in the world at yeah. this time in, as far as technical ability. Easily. Uh, um, you, you better thank that big man for doing that spot for you. Yep. Uh, Benoit wants <laughs> Benoit wants The Rock to prove uh, him wrong. Benoit wants to face The Rock tonight in a non-title match. And when Benoit beats The Rock, they will have a title match at fully loaded. It's interesting. It's a way to do a rematch, but have something on the line without the title. Yep. And I like the and like I know it's the idea. Okay, it's, we're having the match before the pay per view if we have it. But I like this way of, hey man, I'm better than you. You have to prove yourself to me, even though I'm not the champion. You, you know, yeah. you got to prove yourself to me. I, I like that. I like there's not very many instances where you find a storyline at the main event level where even though the champ is acknowledged as a great wrestler, he's not the better one in this case. Mm. It is clearly the challenger who is the better wrestler. So the theory is you may have the belt, but prove yourself to me. Yep. And I like that. Yep. Uh Benoit says Foley's not here because he's making his PR tour. Uh, Rock comes out. Rock says he has no. Waller minorly racist with the yeah. terms of the of the names of the countries that they're yeah. going to. Yeah, we're not going to bring that one up. Yeah. Rock comes out. He says he has no problem proving Benoit wrong because he knows he's better than Benoit. Rock accepts the challenge. Did not see that coming. Um, Rock, Eddie and China come through. Uh, come out with chairs and attack. Uh, try attack Shane and Benoit, but they get away. China hits Shane. But See, I like the continuation get of that, away. too. It's, it's, if you do it right, it can be done where, yeah, you can have multiple feuds with people. Um, and it doesn't necessarily. storylines. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to overshadow the main one, but yep. it's there because you don't want to just give away Rock and Benoit too many times, even though they're theoretically doing it tonight. But keeping Eddie and China in it, he got there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. man. Um with that flight it's a it's a it's 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 the weird thing for wwf to be doing good booking on the idea of hey um you know we're mix matching storylines to help everybody get over you do kind of think that you need maybe something for eddie to be doing in his own division with the title yep leading into the pay-per-view as well but but i mean this can only give him a bigger rub so i didn't can't bitch too much commentary brings up matches tonight guys Chris Jericho versus the Road Dog. Val Venus is defending his Intercontinental Championship against Rikishi and Kane in a triple threat. How how many consecutive weeks has Jericho, like in his life, been feuding with some member of DX? My God. Since birth, it feels like. Jesus Christ. The same amount of weeks Val Venus and Rikishi have been fighting, too. Fuck, dude. I don't think it counts as fresh when you just add Kane to it. It's, It's still the same match. 
Um, Trish Stratus versus Lita in a street fight. Okay. Trish Stratus not wearing much. Yes. Lita the the tag titles. The tag titles will be defended tonight. And Rock versus Benoit. It's a solid night. Uh, we yep. see a graph of what Mick Foley's doing. He's on a Southeast Asia trip, going to different countries and states and cities. And what were they? What were they promoting? Just probably just WWF. Yeah. Um, um, <coughs> I think it's because they were going to try to do a Asian tour. Yeah. So they sent Foley over there to put on the good foot, um, make a good impression. So let's do our first match of the night. Too Cool versus TNA versus the Hardy Boys in a three-team elimination match. This is the only section of WF that I feel is getting stagnant. They're just, every week, whether it's titles or not, they're just throwing like three teams out. And it usually involves Too Cool, the Hardys, and another team. Yep. And it's like, all right, it gets over, the crowd pops, but yeah. I don't know, mm-hmm. do something different. Uh, it's an all-out brawl to start the match. Lita gives Chase a Trish. Um, back and forth. Uh, Tess throws Jeff off the guardrail. Albert with a corner splash and Tess with a big boot to Jeff. Tess uh, gets ran into a uh, sky too hottie. Matt hits the twist of fate and Jeff with the swan tom, but too cool. Gets in the ring and distracts the ref. Albert power bombs Jeff and puts Tess on top of uh, uh, Jeff for the elimination. Hardy boys are eliminated. Lita and Trish get into it, but Not shock I, anybody else besides me. Yeah, a little bit, but it's I don't know what they're doing with them. So because they're so over, but they're just like jobbing them out to everybody. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it is. If I didn't know any better, I would say they were bound to win the tag belts pretty soon. Because yeah. that's that, that tends to out. be what they do. That checks out. Uh, Lita and Trish get into it, but Albert grabs Lita. Scotty's going to hit the worm, uh, worm, but Taz comes out and puts Scotty in the Taz mission. <laughs> I don't understand what Taz is doing, but I love it. No one knows. <laughs> I don't know, but I loved how well-timed it was. Yeah. He gets in and off the third bounce right into the Kata Hajime. It was beautiful. Then, ta- uh, uh, then Taz hits the top rope el- el- elbow drop for the win. So, I mean, he hit the red room. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Tess needs a different move. He's too big to be doing that dumb elbow. He, I like. I, lo- I, I don't like, like it for him. I, heard him I like the pump panel slam. I love that like, move, but, but I, I don't Dog think he, does it. But, but I also don't know if he can do it to everybody, which is why yeah. the elbow thing works. I think he but, can do it to most, though. I think it should be. He should do the pump panel slam, power slam, more <laughs> than uh, oh, that guy. than yeah. on everybody. But you know, Road Dog's close to doing it. Uh, we go backstage with DX, speaking of Road Dog, as they're saying Foley is still trying to screw DX over. Jericho versus Road Dog tonight. If Triple H and X Pac uh, get involved, Triple H loses the matchup fully loaded. The only thing I hate about them announcing those is like, well, they know Jericho's winning, man. Like, yeah. then, the, then the match is completely irrelevant. That shit worked when the fans weren't so smart. But yeah. Triple H tells Road Dog, get the job done, or you shouldn't even come back. Ooh. Getting a little testy. I don't know if I count that as an info. Uh, Getting a little testy, I see. It, it is. is. <laughs> Kevin Kelly tries to interview the Taz, and Taz do. threatens him. Uka, uka. <laughs> Our next match is Road Dog versus Chris Jericho. Can he be eliminated? Road Dog <laughs> attacks Jericho at the top of the ramp after the pyro goes off. Road Dog <laughs> throws Jericho off the top, uh, off the top of the steel steps. We see DX watching. Uh, Jericho uh, with a running bulldog. Uh, Road Dog misses the moonsault. Uh, oh, yeah. Why the yeah, fuck Road is Road Dog doing a moonsault? Moon yeah. What is he doing? 
I was like, well, that was unexpected. Jesus Christ. Has he ever done one since? <laughs> no. Uh, Jericho with the lion salt and kicks Rodog in the face for the win on accident. Uh, <laughs> Triple H throws a lamp. Uh, he throws, he destroys the locker room. He's pissed. <laughs> he also, again, every fucking week has to throw food. Yeah. Like, what are we this doing? This week is a lamp. Did you book the weekly hissy fit? Uh, we get a uh, go backstage with Undertaker driving his motorcycle through hallways with people working. <laughs> Unsafe work environment. Routinely tries to run people over. Yep. He's the baby face. Remember that. Uh, Road Dog goes to the back of the locker room. Triple H shoves Road Dog on the couch, and uh, X Pac tries uh, telling them that they need to work together. And Triple H is not having any of it, and he leaves. X Pac's had enough. Uh, we get a, we get a promo from Undertaker. It says someone has pissed him off, and that's one Kurt Angle. Uh, Angle cost caning him the tag titles. You poured milk and food on my bike last week, and you didn't even clean it up. Undertaker wants Angle to come out so they can fight. Angle comes out. Angle says he apologized for getting involved in their tag match and ruining his motorbike. Angle says that the what what they say on the streets. My bad. Uh, <laughs> I love, like square white guy Kurt Angle. Dad joke Angle is yeah. fucking great. My bad. Angle says uh, a match between shouldn't happen here in San Jose. Angle says a match would occur, which it shouldn't. It should be at fully loaded, but but no one wants to see them fight, no. so it's fine. <laughs> Angle says it's un-American to see un, uh, see an American hero versus a American badass. Angle says Undertaker should clean up his image, so he has a gift for the Undertaker. Well, first he's like, even if you are a badass, yeah, or whatever that is, or I mean, not that you're not. It's just that you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he has a gift. For one Undertaker, Angle goes back and comes out with a scooter, wearing a helmet and goggles and everything. And uh, he says, uh, like "Undertaker and should take Dumb and Dumber. Undertaker should forget the hog and take the scooter." Angle drives it down around the ring and drives it uh, drives around. And Angle wants Undertaker to accept the gift because that's where a real American drives. Oh my God. This feels like. Probably Vince trying to break Taker on camera is what this yes. feels like. Yes, it is. Uh, Angle. Oh, he's tried many times. Uh, Undertaker then threatens Angle and Angle drives off. Angle stalls on the ramp and Undertaker drives up the ramp. And so Angle uh, books the, uh, ditches the uh, scooter. Then Undertaker throws it off the stage. <laughs> that was rude. So, like, I have no doubt this is Vince trying to make him break on yep. TV. Yep. The... The Taker Rooney is another famous example yep. of Vince trying to get him to break. And Brian Daniel. It's on the After Raw DVD. I love yeah. that DVD. And then Daniel Bryan, in his book I just read, uh, spoke about how one day be- uh, before they went out on Raw, uh, Vince pulled him aside and said, Listen, after we go off the air, make Taker hug it out with you. Do not stop until he hugs you. And he tried, but Taker wouldn't do it. He won't do it. <laughs> Does anybody want to see the Undertaker and me hog it out? And see, I can't tell if I am annoyed that he won't play along or if I like that he sticks to the gimmick. I can't, I can't decide where both. I am. It's With both. him, I think I like that he won't stick to the gimmick because that gimmick dictates that he wouldn't do those things. You know what I mean? It'd be one thing if Rob Van Dam does a spin a Rooney, but Taker. I want to take a Rooney. I know. 
Uh, our next match is a triple threat for the Intercontinental Championship. Rikishi versus Kane versus a newly haircut Val Venus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two thoughts before you get going. Yes. One, this went long. And two, Val Venus, one of the... It's a rare exception, but one of the few men where getting your hair cut almost off extends your hairline four inches to four. Right. It's a little weird. Also means he is one step closer to my gimmick. Yeah. I'm very excited. Uh, Rikishi goes for the stink face on Val, but Kane hits Rikishi with the uppercut. Kane militarily presses Val onto the top turnbuckle, and Val uh, hits Val with a top rope clothesline. Rikishi breaks it up with a leg drop. Val with a side rush and leg sweep, but goes for the money shot, but Kane uppercuts Val to the outside. Rikishi goes for the big splash on Kane, but Val stops Rikishi. Val hits Kane with the DDT. Val grabs the belt, but Rikishi punches Val. Rikishi hits the belly-to-belly suplex on Val. Rikishi hits the corner splash and hits the stink face on Val. Uh, Val gets up and hits Rikishi. Rikishi with the belt. Ref calls for the belt. Val gets choke slammed by Kane after the match. Thanks for being here, Kane. Really was, accomplished a lot. He was pointless in the match. Um, how in the hell is it that Kane, just three years in, in the absolute prime of his career, yep. look-wise and work-wise, and he's just used as an afterthought in everything. He was an afterthought in the title race. They just needed a third guy, so he's the, the he third guy. He should be up there with Angle and Benoit and Rock and Austin and Taker. He should be in that group. Now he's just a third guy thrown into this match he's randomly on TV. mid-card. He's just like... My name. Random yeah. jobber X? He's there. Yeah. Uh, backstage, we see Stephanie trying to talk fine. Triple H and talk sense into him, but Triple H says he has an idea. Yes, it is. We see Miss Kitty at WF New York, so she won't be on on uh, this television tonight. Thank so. fuck. We get a promo with Stephanie McMahon as she has a proposition for Chris Jericho. Ooh, hello. She says it's worth his wild. Says that when he kissed her at the King of the Ring... She liked it. <laughs> Jericho shows up on the Titantron. Jericho says he can't wait any longer. He must hold her again. He's going to go out there and give her a big smooch. Jericho's music hits. Lights come up. DX is waiting for him on the stage. He comes on on the back of the Tron, and he's like, that was the most pathetic attempt of an ambush I've ever seen. You guys are pathetic. Jericho says Triple H is jealous because Stephanie got more action in those 10 second kiss than the 10 months they've been together. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Jericho says Triple H is the game, but Jericho is the hunter. We go backstage with Kevin Kelly with Edge and Christian. They don't like that they defend their titles against APA. Christian says that all of a sudden he comes down with the sniffles and it's in the best interest of Edge that Edge takes on one of the members of APA on his own. Edge is like, what? And he's like, yeah, 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 listen. You face a member one-on-one. No titles are on the line. line. And Edge is like, oh, single matches rule. Yeah. God damn it. So are they essentially Beavis and Butthead? Is that what they are? Yes. Just fantastic. Yep. I'm all here for it. It is not by any means uh, a problem with me. No. No. They're (laughs) just nerds who don't want to fight the big teams. They're going to beat them. So they get. Goddamn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a goddamn. Yeah, uh, lots of Vegas. Lots. We go backstage with DX and Xbox saying that's a stupid idea, and Triple H like, "Hey, that's my idea." 
Triple H gets in the face of X-Pac and he's like, hey, buddy, you, if you're a big shot, how about we go one-on-one tonight? Some click-on-click action. Where's Aldo Montoya when you need him? <laughs> he's the ECW no, world he's champion. The, yeah. So our next match <laughs> is going to be Edge with Christian, who has the sniffles, versus Bradshaw with Farouk. Bradshaw, who also has the sniffles? <laughs> yeah, who also has the sniffles. Uh, Bradshaw dominates most of the match. Uh, Bradshaw goes for the superplex, but Christian gets on the apron and hits Bradshaw. Farouk pulls uh, Christian down. Edge goes for the crossbody, but Bradshaw hits a body slam. Christian grabs the ring bell and gets in the ring, but Bradshaw clotheslines him to hell. However, as he is getting hit, he throws the bell behind Bradshaw. Edge gets the bell and hits uh, uh, Bradshaw that makes the cover for the win. By the way, uh, I, I don't want to be that guy that turns this into a meme, but Farouk doesn't get the sniffles. Uh, COVID-19 catches Ron Simmons. There it is. It's not the other way around. It's, uh, it's the way it is. See the new butchery. See over in Florida? Over in Florida. What are you talking about? Over. Who's this motherfucker? Uh, I don't know, but we're going to go backstage with the Hardy Boys telling Lee to, to go give uh, Trish hell. Uh, I like I this. love this part. This is so good. Trish is like trying to leave, uh, is leaving, tells the guys to follow, but like, hey, we can't. But they give her the raw, raw speech. You got her. You're going to kick her ass. Do this. And then she leaves. And like, does she have a chance? And not all of them like, not hell. a chance in hell. <laughs> Win one for the Micker. Who the hell's the Micker? They were all like, no, you don't have no, no chance. Get your ass kicked. <laughs> uh, backstage for the X-Pac. Uh, stretching, getting ready. Road Dog's uh, wanting to know what X-Pac's going to do. Road Dog tells X-Pac that he uh, will regret this. And Road Dog's like, I don't want anything to do with this. I'm out. So our next match is a street fight. Trish Stratus versus Lita. Hold on. Did the Hardy Boys uh, interview in the back with Lita? Yeah, yeah, that's before. Oh. They did the same thing. Oh, did they? I didn't yeah, see that they, part. Yeah, at the very end, they're like, she doesn't have a chance in hell. So both teams were like, they're going to lose. Uh, Lita with the moonsault. Uh, Lita rips Trisha's top off, and is going to rip her pants off. But Hello. then one, Steven Richards comes down and covers Trish up. My, man, my man's here. Can't be having that. I I love me. Nah. I, I, you know Can't I be love me it. some Steven Richards. We got it. We got up the class of the show, gentlemen. We can't be having if it. If I'm going to see more skin on Trish Stratus, I am for that. Nah, can't be having it. From here on, this entertainment is a right to censor stand oh podcast. We will be we will be nothing but up uplifting citizens. Well, uh, no Steven, swearing, no Steven, vulgarity, no nudity. But this is Blanchard country. Yeah. Woo. Uh, Stephen says that he's censored too. Oh God, my dad. So our next pal event, we're going to be dressed up like right to censor. You know how amazing that would be? We're <laughs> <laughs> fucking shirt and tie. Just I'm shirt. more like... Oh, my God. Make it make it so, Captain. I want to dress up like Tolly, Jeremy, or Bubba. Not Tessa. You'd be Tessa. Uh, Steven <laughs> says do. people don't know what's good for them, but he does. Steven took the opportunity to censor the moment. This contest is over. Well, Damn right. I begrudgingly respect him. So yep. we go backstage with Road Dog trying to talk sense into Triple H. Triple H tells him to back off, and Triple H, Road Dog's like, "All right, I'm out." And he leaves. Uh, we get a press conference with XFL. Yep, that you know, new San town. Jose. San Jose. Uh, our next match is click on click off. action. Triple H with Stephanie versus X Pac. With click on click and mostly DX, I'm like finger poker doom. Like, what's going to be like? What What are we going to get in this match? Are we even going to have a match? But guess what? We do. It's been a while since they've wrestled each other. No. 
It has. Uh, they beat each other up, punches, kicking, Triple H with the knee. Um, uh, X-Pac misses the Bronco Buster. Triple H gets thrown to the outside as Jericho runs down to attack Triple H. X-Pac points up to the ramp and Road Dog comes out with the sledgehammer. DX all attack Jericho. Triple H with the pedigree. Pedigree. DX holds Jericho and Triple H hits him with the sledgehammer. Uh, DX holds Jericho as Stephanie slaps him. Triple H then hits Jericho in the head with the sledgehammer again. Wait, is who slaps him? Stephanie. Who's said Daphne? Oh, Stephanie. <laughs> Uh, DX, you're, you're laughing. Uh, DX leaves Jericho a bloody mess as Jericho gets the stretcher job. Then we see Jericho getting stretched out in the ambulance with DX watching and laughing. Um, this was a good segment. This, this felt like the money build to the pay-per-view I'm looking forward to Rock and Benoit, but this is the main event. I mean, they've been building me. this since, what, April when they had that yeah. match? I mean, and behind the scenes, and for those who know what happens behind the scenes, this has been building since he stepped foot in the company. Yep. So, like, there and, was a fever pitch for this. And because Triple H wants to prove that he doesn't belong here, and Jericho's like, bitch, I'm better than you. Yep. I'm going to prove it to you. Yep. It was. It's very interesting. There was a fever pitch for this match. It, it kind of, over, it, to be honest, it overshadowed Rock and Benoit. Yeah, because, I mean, Jericho's a bigger star than Benoit. It makes sense. Triple H and Rock are pro- pretty much on par, I would say. But Jericho, just I mean, he's a better personality than Benoit. Is, it is what it is. The unfortunate part is they really tried to, to position it as a triple main event. But the, my only issue is they're doing Undertaker and Kurt as comedy. It's yeah, not, it's not. But I'm still hyped for it. I mean, to I, be yeah, honest, I, I still I was am. looking forward to it, but it's, it's not, not like the other It's not on this level. It's not. But like, yeah. here's the thing. Like, I know they're trying to make it the triple threat, a triple main event. But yeah. to me, it's Rock, Benoit. Jericho, H, and then Taker, Angle. Like, that, to me, Taker and Angle should be the mid. Like, to me, uh, the it's card. Triple H, Jericho, yeah. Rock, Benoit. Uh, to me, it's Steven Richards and everybody yeah, else. There it is. There you go. That's what's really happening here. So, um, I apologize. Let's go to the main event of Monday Night Raw as Chris Benoit versus The Rock for The Rock to prove himself. I love it. To prove himself. To Chris Benoit. Benoit chops wasn't as loud as Eddie's a couple weeks ago, but it was still loud. Uh, Rock with the belly to belly. Rock has a lot more muscle. Yep. <laughs> It'll absorb a lot more of the blow. Rock's going to go for the people's elbow, but Shane takes out the ref and reveals that, hey, he has a ref shirt underneath. He stole that from Ooh La La. Like uh, Rock chases <laughs> Shane around the ring, r- runs back in, but Benoit clotheslines the Rock. <laughs> Benoit puts uh, Rock in the crossface. Rock gets the rope. But his hand falls off the rope, and Shane calls for the bell. Tap out. Tap out. However, he submitted. It's he's, such a chicken shit. I love it. So I love. Much, I dude. love that. I love that. It's him, such like a him, chicken shit thing. I love that. It's him. His he he, he tapped once. He's like, yep. He, he tapped. They're they're batting a thousand in terms of build up the matches that matter on this paper. Yep. Um. You know how, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. As you know, what they say about blood with Jericho in the wrestling business. There is a saying, blood red equals dollar green. And it's true. You put any kind of buildup that's heated with blood always yields um, a bigger profit. They just people, it's people buy into it more. Yeah. 
He bled. This shit's serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, Lurling Garcia announced that Earl Earl Hebner, special guest <sighs> referee Earl, reverses the decision due to outside He's interference. No. It's good bread. Rock wins. However, Benoit kicks Hebner. Rock tries to get to Benoit, but refs stop him, and Rock Rock bottoms some refs. Seems rude. Fuck that rest of them to do it. I always, in this era, I'm always like, eh. I like The Rock losing his shit and showing more anger. Yeah. Yeah. But anytime your other big guys are going to do that, it's going to just look like they're playing Austin because that's his thing. And it's been his thing. His gimmick's based on it. Yeah, the only one who does it uniquely is Triple H. Everybody else is kind of a watered-down Austin. Triple H does in the back with food (laughs) and uh, lambs. That that lemon never knew what hit it. Yeah. Um, Fucking Caesar salad. Get that shit out of here. (laughs) Were those tongs or a knife? Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean. So, guys, (laughs) what was the better show? Uh, Raw. I say Raw. Um, I liked Nitro. (laughs) That's awesome. This is Devin as a wrestler. You haven't been watching weekly, so I can tell you he does that, <laughs> that every, every show. Fantastic. This is Devin as a wrestler. So Raw was the better show. I thought Nitro was good. Yeah, yeah Nitro was good. Was better. Yeah. So let's see what the ratings did. Coming well, I'm off, sure it's agree. let's see what the ratings did, and let's see how the outcome of the Bash of the Beach did to mm-hmm. help or not help WCW. Last week, WCW got a two point three. Okay. WWF got a 5.3. So this week, I'm going to say WCW got a 2.8. Okay. I'm going to say it went down. Okay. And I'm also going to say Raw went up, because if you remember two weeks ago when we, we, we saw this, Raw went down like a full point for no reason. Out of nowhere. No. I'm going to guess it's partly come back. I'm going to say 2.2 for Nitro. Ooh. 6.3 for Raw. 2.6 I was over. for Nitro. Damn it. I was over. Yeah. So I lose. Corey, you win. Raw. Six. Raw went up. Raw Raw went up. I didn't guess Raw. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. The question still remains. Where the hell did those people go last week for the WF audience? They didn't go to Nitro. It's the middle of July. So there's. It was. Was it the All-Star game that day? Not that. Home Run Derby? No, that's that's the second Uh, week week after. Yeah. So, like. I don't know. They went somewhere. Ooh, Home Run Derby this year in 2000 is in Atlanta. It's where Sosa hits one to the roof in some dead center field. Yeah. <laughs> it's 535 feet away. <laughs> so let's go to our favorite part of the show, the award show. Let's start off with best match. Booker versus Awesome. Yeah, I like yep, that a lot. I agree, yeah. Um, Jabroni match of the week. Same as last night. Big Vito versus Norman and Ralph. Yeah, that was terrible. Oh, fucking shit is terrible. Uh, who's your MVP? You guys have. I thought about this. I'm gonna go Jericho. He really took an ass whipping that had. I mean, it had to be a brutal ass whipping to look that good, and did the gold crimson mask to set up that. Storyline, I thought, and, it, and it's his first time having to do that. Like, it's there is a difference between being a really talented mid carter having good matches and then having to do this kind of stuff to build up to make money on a pay per view. And not everyone can do it. And I thought he did a really good job of going up to that level. 
and taking that ass weapon. I am going with Benoit. The idea for me, for me, it's Benoit. For for me, it's the promo work of the idea of Rock. I'm better than you. Prove yourself to me. <laughs> and um, I just really like that. And it's just the and the fact of the that we have a, a match against them, which we probably will be having a match with them in like two three weeks. And it's just like. I like the idea of this match having a reasoning instead of just going, hey, you're facing Ben Wall tonight because you're facing him in three weeks, and let's just show what we can maybe have between you two. While this week it's, well, I'm better than you. Prove yourself. Yeah, no, I like the storylines going in. I, I, again, I, I know I'm on an island here. I would like the Kurt Taker thing to be a little more serious because the whole point was to build up these three young guys to actually be main event level caliber workers my other guy if it wasn't at benoit it was gonna be angle because i love that promo that was fantastic <laughs> so the good. scooter mine's uh jared yeah mm-hmm. they had a good night and got his uh number shit back he's still firmly entrenched as the title challenger so he's also firmly entrenched as the workhorse two matches yeah uh putting guys over making guys look good yeah that's no, a good pick too yeah. I mean, all three were good choices who's your uh Motive, Ralphus. I mean, fuck, dude. Uh, I mean, Jesus. I'm torn between Ralphus and Sean Stasiak. They both graced my screen for no reason. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Sean Stasiak. Jesus, I'm man. going Ralphus. It's guy sucks. <laughs> uh, WTF. I'm gonna go first here. Mine is positive, but with a hint of skepticism. Positively booble, bro. <laughs> For better or worse, this is the new WCW. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've. Uh, it's clear they've kind of taken a hard left turn to go a different direction. Yes, and at this point, it seems like the fans aren't super into a lot of it. But I think it's because it's new and it's not what they're used to. Um, I know we are into it, but it's interesting. I'll be interested to see how the not the ratings because those are going to be trash, yeah, but. How the live crowds react to everything. I think they've plateaued. That's so I'm curious to see how the, how the arenas are with yeah. this new direction of WCW. be interesting. The new, you know, pushing all the young guys who don't have a ton of marquee name value outside of, like, Goldberg and Nash. Ironically, as much as I love this era of WF in this summer of 2000s, mm-hmm. fucking great. We're finally getting to the part of the year that yeah. is actually good. <laughs> but, like, I prefer the time frames as a fan somewhat. Where it is rebuilding in progress. Mm-hmm. We're seeing what sticks. See what hey, what they try. What's crazy is I agree with you. Like if NXT is trying to do this, and this WCW fucking wipes the floor with NXT. Oh yeah, it's not even like close. Jesus, man. Um, my WTF is a good one. The fact I'm kind of you know jumping on you know following your suit with the new WCW. New WCW night one. You have a new WCW heavyweight champion, Booker T. Right? Yep. You have four people that want the title already. Mm-hmm. Canyon, Jarrett, Goldberg, Steiner. Mm-hmm. You already have four people already in that play of, uh, you know, so you're already building your top contenders. Yep. Which previously you didn't have. It was a know. mess. Yeah. Corey, yours? Well, first of all, if WCW was NXT 2.0, first thing they'd have done is cut Jeff Jarrett. So, like, We'll see where that would go. There it is. Um, no, mine's a positive too, and that's that. Um, 
Well, it definitely really feels like they're cooking on all cylinders, and that fully loaded pay-per-view is going to be a lot of fun. And we still only technically know half the card. Still a really good half of a card. Yeah. That's, still a, that's still a good hour and a half of television. And I can tell you the rest of it doesn't disappoint. So, like, I'm looking forward to this. I haven't watched it in a long-ass time. I've never seen it. And more importantly, I want to go around this time. I want to watch. I'm going to pay special attention to those, quote-unquote, three main events. Mm-hmm. Well, and I want to see what 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 young guy is the one that's ready. Which one proves it? Which one is there? What I'm excited about about Fully Loaded is even though I watched a lot of WWF at this time, I legitimately don't know the outcomes of these matches. Like I knew Kurt won King of the Ring. Like I knew yeah. all that watching this back. I have no idea what the outcomes of these matches are. I don't have a clue where they go after this show. Looking I'm very excited to see it. Looking forward to this. Yeah. We're all looking forward to it. Which, that'll be the pay-per-view war stories in a couple of weeks. But you can go back to NoSellEntertainment.com. That's right, NoSellEntertainment.com. To listen to this, our last pay-per-view war stories of Bash the Beast 2000 and see and listen to all the chaos that we went through to find out why Booker T is champion now. Brother. Dude. But we're coming up this week. Also, the midweek war stories, fake movie experts. We have all everything this upcoming week. And you, like I said, you can go to where? He snuck in his passion project. I'm, I'm boycotting fake movie experts until they give Smokey and the Bandit the rub. Don't saying. worry. Uh, good old JR. We'll be picking that sometime soon. That's one of his favorites. You can well, go. And that I will say he has impeccable test. Taste. Test. <laughs> he's a, pe- he's a he test. Has impeccable he's a, testicles. Yeah. He, has impe- <laughs> he has impeccable test in Albert. A good old TNA. You can go to NoSellingTeam.com. That's right, NoSellingTeam.com, where you can watch Corey paint good old JR's CNA. <laughs> NoSellingTeam.com. That's right, NoSellingTeam.com. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to a podcast. <laughs>